You Are The Salt, a podcast for Christian female leaders and entrepreneurs. Hey, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I'm excited to be back today. Oh my goodness. I've been wanting to record this all this morning and now it's the afternoon and I'm finally doing it. So I'm so happy about it. Also because I've got a meeting straight after this <laughs> that I need to deal with. So I'm hoping that I do this in one take because that would be fab. That'd be actually fabulous. I'm going to be talking about limitations. So obviously, if you listen to my last episode with Auntie Leah, we were talking about friendships and we really marinated on the topic of us being a limitation or a lid, as she calls it, in our lives and also resulting in the friendships that we have. So we are essentially the ones that we need to look at first before we start looking at other people. So I'm kind of carrying on with that, with the with that kind of theme. And but I'll be looking broadly at why we are lids or I'm going to use the word limitations, why we are limitations or how we can be limitations to ourselves. Because you know what? The cool and scary thing about life is that we have the ability to determine how much like what happens to us, how much success we have, um, whether that is success in business whether it's success in friendships um whatever the goal is we have the ability to determine that and you know if you're looking to learn a new skill or just to stick to what you know this the cool and scary thing about life is that we determine we have a large amount or a large ability to determine what happens to actually impact the outcome because we are the ones who are manning this ship called life Okay, when I said ship, it sounded like a different word. But I definitely said ship. <laughs> this ship called life. So the first one that I want to touch on is kind of similar to the last podcast. I think a lot of times we blame other people, whether it's society, whether it's being a woman, whether it's your skin colour. We blame people and we don't look at ourselves. Like, what are we actually doing and I know that people that, you know, I know that you listening to, to my podcast, like, I know that there's a lot of things that you're doing, but we all have things that we're striving for that we're like, oh, I'm just not, achie- I'm not achieving it. I'm not there yet. But it's like, why aren't you there? Is it because of other people or is it because of you? And the great thing is if it is you, you know that you can do something about it. I think the only challenge and the only time things are scary is when it's not you, when you can't do anything about it. Because if it's out of your hands, it's literally out of your hands. What can you do about it? You're going to have to force that person to try and change their ways so that you can get what you want. But when it's in your hands, you know that you have the ability to mold and change that thing into what you need it to be. Letting people into your life. And I think over the last few years is when I've really realized the the power that I have in letting people into my life or not like before I would just let anybody in I didn't really have a process I didn't really discern whether the person is good for me or bad for me or even if I saw things in somebody I thought ah this person no 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 I can't see them I don't think we I don't think this this person should be in my life I didn't have the scope I didn't have the tools I didn't have the life skills to say 
do you know what? I think this person isn't going to be in my life and this is what this is the place that this person has. No, I let them just ran rampant in my life. Whatever they wanted to do in my life, I allowed that person. And I think so many of us do that where we just let people in. Like if you imagine life as a house, when you've got a house, obviously people knock on your door. They knock and they want to see if they can come in. And you are the person to let them in. You don't have to let every single person in your life. And for some people, you might let them into your into your house and um, you might offer them some water and they might be there for 30 minutes. For others, you might offer them some dinner and they might be there for two hours. For other people, you might say, do you know what? I want you to sleep over and I want us to really get to know each other. And you're building that relationship. And that's how I see life and when it comes to friendships and letting people into your life. You are the person who has the keys to your own life. And you have to be able to say, do you know what? You're only going to be a, you're gonna be a water. We're only going to have a drink of water. And, and then that's it. <laughs> you just have to be able to figure out where you want want to place people in your life and go to God and pray about it because not every single person needs to be your friend I think that's something that as women we always think like oh but this person's in my life and what am I going to do like you know you want to be everything to everyone but you can't be everything to everyone you literally cannot um I know some people might be thinking okay I don't really know how to tell if somebody is the right friend to me and I know a lot of times blogs and people say that you should really think about the way they make you feel and I, and I totally agree with that like the way that you feel afterwards does mean something it's telling you something your your spirit is telling you something things that sometimes you can't articulate you can't put into words but but what has actually been useful for me is like reading Proverbs because it really talks about the the heart. It talks about the heart of man. It talks about people. It talks about friendships. And you start to be able, when you've read it enough, you start to be able to see patterns in other people and patterns in life. So like, um, I'll give you three verses. One of them says, one who has unreliable, say that again, Say that again. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is one that sticks closer than a brother. And that's Proverbs eighteen twenty four. And that's obviously, obviously saying that the company that you keep can affect your life. So you're thinking, yeah, you know, I've got these people. They do this, they do that. It's not really going to affect me. I've got a strong will. Like none of us are God. We can't just always be super amazing super <laughs> we can't just be super amazing super on point all the time like sometimes you might want to do some things that are outside of your character because you're around people that are influencing you and you start to see you start to, to see and understand why they do what they do you know so the other one is wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses and that's just kind of knowing when to take in information like okay she told me that actually I could work on my podcast or actually I could improve on my writing or but if that person is truly a friend and is truly there for you you can actually take what they're saying you can take it and know that they are being honest and what they're saying is coming from a place of love and truth and honesty 
but then there's also people who are just like oh you're amazing i love this i love you da, da, da. and you 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 know on a basis you might think those are the people i need in my life people who are going to lift me up and yes i definitely think that you should have friends who lift you up because friends shouldn't always be like this is wrong with you actually I, you were late and this and that and there's something wrong with you like that's not what friends should be doing but what i'm saying is there's some people who just literally are kissing your behind and just telling you what you want to hear but they don't care about you they don't care about you they don't care about your goals if your friend truly cares about your goals because i know my friends have told me stuff like i want to do this i want to do that and i hold them accountable i'm like okay you said that you want to do this thing stop doing that stop doing that you keep doing this thing that's not helpful for you when are you going to stop and they take it because they know that I'm coming from a place of love. And I think when you start to do the work, doing the work is understanding yourself, understanding people, being able to discern, understanding God's will for you. Start doing the work. And once you start doing the work, I believe that you'll be able to remove that limitation out of your life, kick it out. I was actually speaking to my mom and she leads the Sunday school um, every so often at her church. And she was saying to me, um, she's speaking on Daniel, Daniel 3, where there's Shadrach, um, how do you say the names? Shad Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. That's how you say it. <laughs> and obviously they were in front of Nebuchadnezzar, who's the king, who's telling them that they have to bow down to him. And obviously these people... Are, are Israelites, they're Jewish, and they don't want to bow down to an idol or to a man because they believe in in God, they believe in the God of the Bible. And so what they decided to do was they weren't going to bow down. They weren't going to just think about what everybody else thinks about them. They were going to continue with their beliefs of we will not bow down, we will not have idols, we will not bow down before something that is not our God. And obviously this got them in trouble. And they were saying to, they were saying, actually, we don't care what happens to us because we know that the God we serve is bigger than this situation. They didn't put a limit on God. They didn't put a limit on God at all in that situation. For me, bro, I'll be scared. I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I hate thinking about the things, like, what would I do in that situation? I just pray to God that I would do the same thing. But yeah, they weren't scared of the the consequences. They said, actually, we believe in God. We know that our God can save us. We know that he will lead us out of this den. And we don't have to think, like, we don't even have to worry about it. And then they say, even if he doesn't, we are fine to die. We are fine to die because we know that this is the God that we serve. And that what we want to do is the right thing to do. And obviously, if you've read the story in Daniel 3... We know that they survived that, even though they were thrown into this kind of pit of, of fire. Um, they survived. Was it fire or was it? Yeah, it was a fiery, fiery den. <laughs> they actually survived. And when Nebuchadnezzar was looking in, or when he, I believe he was looking in or either had a report. I'm sorry, I don't have the, the story with me now. I just know it from memory. When he was looking in, he saw a fourth person. And he concluded that this was must have been an angel. This must have been like a, some sort of God. And in the end, the king believed in God. I'm sorry, but that is so amazing. That they did this thing that could have killed them. 
And in the end, it ended up that the person that was trying to persecute them and saying, if you don't do this thing, I will kill you, started believing in their God. So that, I mean, obviously trying to relate it to this decade that we're in, this world that we're in, we're in a completely different world. Nobody's going to throw us in a den. <laughs> but for instance, maybe the den could of this this life could be social exclusion people thinking oh this christian she's not gonna bow down to what we want her to say or what we want her to believe and just holding strong like yes i might lose some followers yes i might lose some money but i'm not gonna limit what god can do and i think that 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 one is a quite a difficult one especially in the world that we live in because it's constantly against God. But when we look at the Bible, they they were put in those situations where the world was very much against their belief. And I think actually right now, the world is actually quite tolerant um, about the Christian faith. Sometimes not, but it is definitely tolerant com- considering people were being put to death. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's definitely a lot more tolerant than then. But what what ways are we limiting ourselves when we don't speak up about our faith, when we don't speak up about what we believe in? And this doesn't even have to be drastic. I know that I'm just talking generally and you might be thinking in your head, oh, Louis talking about this specific thing, but I'm not. I'm just saying even just something little as like, oh, someone says, oh, Christians are stupid. And you're like, actually, they're not. Like for you, what what limit are you putting? Because if you said that to someone, that could change the whole trajectory. They might be like, wow, I've never met somebody who didn't believe this. I thought everyone thought Christians are stupid. And you're the person saying, no, I don't. I'm, I am a Christian. And I know loads of, loads of smart Christians. And that could lead down to a route that you would have never known because you didn't limit yourself in that situation. So I hope you're kind of getting my t- trade of thought. That one is just not limiting not limiting your beliefs, not limiting the, the the values of the faith that you hold because there's something powerful about what you believe in. There's a reason that you believe in. You've seen it. You know, we're at that age where it's like, we don't believe this stuff just because our parents told us. Like, if you're like me, you've gone through some stuff and you're like, do you know what? There has to be a God because the things I have seen, the things I have seen, there has to be a God. And the rest will make sense on its own, but there has to be a God. And, um, and yeah, start, start believing in, in the power of God, reading his word. And the next way that I think people limit themselves is not planning effectively enough. So I can be quite optimistic, um, when I'm thinking about the future, when I'm thinking about, yeah, looking forward, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want this to happen. It's going to happen like this and da da da. Um, but what I realize is actually life has got loads of ups and downs. And we actually need to plan for the down times too. So yeah, as I'm saying, planning is something that I think limits us from achieving what we want to achieve or yeah, getting to where we want to get to plan not planning effectively not realizing that actually about every eight to nine years there's a recession um a recession could last this amount of time um having an emergency fund forgetting that your car might break down things can happen so i think planning is so 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 key to make sure that you know 
you're actually not limiting yourself because if you're planning um for the future I know if you're like me that you're probably thinking oh my gosh like it's gonna get like this it's gonna be smooth sailing and I have to always remind myself like okay no Louis like actually (laughs) it might not be as perfect as you think it is and you need to um, account for all these things that could happen and I think that's why it's good to always plan effectively and also thinking about the positives and negatives that could happen in life. And within planning, obviously, everything that we do when when we're planning normally has a financial implication to it. So adding that, thinking about that. Just the other day, I was like looking, I was thinking, okay, I want to save X amount. And and I was like, wow, like if I save this amount every single month, I'm going to have so much money, like so much money in a year. And even if you save something as small as um, £10 to put towards something that you are planning to do it's so so good because you can get there quicker then i also wanted to bring it back slightly because within planning there's so many things i could go there's so many ways i could go into this topic um but i also think for some of us that love to just plan ah i want to go and travel the world oh i want to go and live in africa for a year i want to do this i want to do that actually sit down and start putting a plan towards these things that you want because as women like I know that we want to do so much there's so much that we want to do and and go for it like I don't want to stop anyone from doing I'm one of them people I'm like I want to do this I want to do that but when you sit down and you actually plan out like okay how how will I do this if I want to go and live in an abroad for a year how will I actually do that that might mean I would have, like, how do I want to do it? Do I want to be employed? Do I want to have a job when I come back? Am I going to do this through having a um, a career break with my, my current company? Am I going to just leave my, my job and just go and do it cold turkey? Like, start planning it. Start thinking of ways and routes and come up with multiple plans. Come up with one plan for that. Come up with another plan if you don't travel abroad come up with loads of plans obviously don't spend your whole time doing the planning but I think there is power in planning because you actually see how long okay I want to save up for this this is how long it's going to take or if I want to live abroad this is how much it's going to be this is how much it's this is these are the things that I might may encounter am I willing to deal with those things and then you might think actually it's not worth it I don't want to do this thing that I've been dreaming of because when I get back, it's just not going to be worth it. Maybe I lose so much more than I gain. So I think actually sitting down, planning, I really, really love doing like um, diagrams and writing on a large piece of paper because that's how my brain works and just kind of like, it's a little bit like everywhere. So I, I like having like a massive place to just write and just do whatever and then bring it down to a smaller piece of paper once I've kind of got all my thoughts out so planning is something that I like doing because there's so much that I want to achieve um and by this I don't even necessarily mean like money wise but just there's so much stuff I want to do in my life and we only have a certain amount of time um in life and especially like being a single woman as well I think I want to take advantage of this time in my life (laughs) as a single woman to do whatever I want. And so that's really important to me. So this one is a bit of a 
weird one I guess you might think okay like why are you mentioning it but I think your eating habits and the way that you look after your health can be a limitation to you and we all know that sometimes it might not be within a year might not be in 10 years but things start to show because you are what you eat and if you're somebody who barely eats anything and you're just having coffees and you know or if you're somebody who literally eats on the run you just get whatever KFC McDonald's and you're just eating loads of junk food or you're somebody who's really healthy like I think the more that I get older, the the more that I realise how important it is to enjoy good th- things that are good for you, to start to train yourself to like things that are good for you, to start to eat in a healthy way, to have a routine, to really take advantage of the things that we have. Like, if you're in the UK, you know that you can get free healthcare to a certain point. Well, pretty much free healthcare. You go to a GP for free and stuff like that. And you can basically get a lot of health services for free. I know not everybody is in that situation. Like, if you live in America or if you live in Africa, if you live in different places, you might get it partly free or we have to pay for it. But just taking an interest in your health, like, just doing what you can, which is which I think food and what you input into your into your body and exercising is other things that you can. Um, you can know about yourself. By doing that, you're kind of going to be reducing the amount of damage that you could have done. And obviously watching documentaries, I started watching documentaries on, on for me, definitely mental health. I've been watching a lot of things about mental health, but also some documentaries on physical health. Because I just think like the way that things can happen is just, you would just never know. It's just... It's just not worth it. It's not worth it to eat so unhealthily that you have a heart attack at 50. Because even that in itself is a limitation. You have limited what life, what you could have given life. You have limited everything that you could have been for this life, for this generation, for a time such as this, because you chose to eat unhealthily. So by looking after your body, by looking after yourself you can be there for yourself you can be there for your family you can be there for your future kids you can be there for this generation that needs you that needs that god-given gift that you have within yourself so i think health even though it might sound like a weird one i think being somebody that doesn't like to eat healthily someone who doesn't really care about that or who's somebody who's like naturally thin but just is not looking after themselves in a healthy way that is a massive limitation. Start to drink that water and eat those bananas. I used to hate bananas. I absolutely hated bananas. I remember when I was like 16. Was I 16? I think I was like 15. I forced myself to eat bananas because I read somewhere that they're good for you and they're great for they're a great snack after um, exercising. So I was like, okay, let me get myself to like bananas. And another thing, water. I used to absolutely hate water. I was like, it's disgusting. Like, how can anybody drink water? Like, it's disgusting. It doesn't have a taste or anything. And I forced myself to have water. And now, like, water is my favorite drink. Water is actually my favorite drink. It's just so weird how things change. And I'm really glad that that's a healthy habit that I have. Eating bananas are a healthy thing that I do. And, um, I mean, you don't have to force yourself to eat something you don't want. But when it's something as important as water, I would say force yourself to like that. Obviously, if you don't like bananas, you don't have to eat them. <laughs> so.
So I think the last one that I'm going to mention today, because I think there's loads of ways that we limit ourselves. There's so many ways that we limit ourselves. The last one is believing what other people say. Believing what other people say. And I'll give you two stories. I remember when I was at university and I had this professional basically tell me that I would not amount to anything. He didn't say it in these words, but that's what he was saying. He basically said, like, by the way you're going about things, um, you know, by the performance that you're giving me, the the most that I can see you achieving is being, you know, working in retail. And this is nothing against people that work in retail, but you don't need a degree to work in retail. It's a very um, low skill, like a low skill role that most people get when you're, in college or like you're 15 16 obviously I know that there's adults that work in these places but for somebody who is at university who's obviously trying to get a professional job that really broke my heart and for that day I I left that room and I went to the toilet and I cried because I just thought this person is telling me this thing it must be true it must be true every time I thought about it it made me cry for that like for that week but I had to decide, am I going to let what this professional is saying about me be the truth? Am I going to limit all the things that I know that God has deposited in my mind, in my heart? I had to refuse. I had to say no. I had to say, do you know what? You're telling me this, but it's not going to be my limitation. That's your limitation on me. It's not my limitation. I don't have a limitation. I don't have a limitation. And that was something I learned in university. The amazing thing about that time of my life was the fact that I actually learned about having a limitless mindset. And that wasn't even from a spiritual point of view. That was just like learning about people who have gone before and done tremendous things and saying, why not me? Like, having no excuse. Okay, this person is black. They had no excuse. This person is dyslexic. They had no excuse. This person was lame. This person was blind. They had no excuse. You are your own limitation. And I'm going to finish off with this last story. So this one was when I was a bit younger. I think I was like 15. And I remember back then I just realized, I don't know how, but I realized that I can actually sing. And I was like, okay, I want to perform at this youth um, youth conference that's going to be happening. And um, it was quite a big deal because, you know, to go from like realizing that you've got a voice to wanting to perform is a completely different thing. And I remember telling a family member about this. And I just said, do you know what? Um, I was speaking because I was speaking to some friends before and I had just sang for them. And they were like, yeah, you're good, you're good, you know. Um, and I said to them, said to my family member that I really, I've been practicing with my friends to sing at the conference, at the youth conference. And they laughed. <laughs> they were laughing. They were like, you singing at the conference. What are you going to sing? Can you, can you even sing? You can't sing. And I sang for this family member, a close family member. And they were blown away. Do you know what that moment taught me? It taught me that 
even the people that are the closest to you, even the people that you live with, don't know everything that you have inside of you. If I was just to listen to that family member and think, maybe I don't, maybe I can't do this, maybe I don't have it in me, I would have limited myself from glorifying God with the gift that he has given me. But I said no, and I sang for them, and they were blown away. And I've never looked back ever since. I've always, I still sing now, I sing at church, I sing where I can. But it showed me that people have limits, they put limits on you. But you are the one to either say, okay, I accept this limit, or I don't. And I tell you to say, I don't accept it. I don't accept it. Don't accept those limits. So yeah, I think I'm going to end here because I could go on and on with this. And I'm sure there's so many things that you have thought about that you're like, okay, maybe maybe those things that Louise mentioned aren't my, my limitations, but we all have our own limitations. So I want you to think about what is stopping you from going forward in your life. Like, what is actually stopping you from going forward and achieving what you want in your life? So once you've thought of that thing, or once you've said it out loud, because I really want you to either say it or write it down, because there needs to be an... I feel like there needs to be some action (laughs) right about now. I know that Patricia Wright would say that, but it just was like ringing in my head. I know there needs to be some action... So either write that down or say it. And then say what you're going to do about it. Say what you're going to do about it and write down what you're going to do about it. Now that you've written that thing that you're going to do about it, I want you to write two other things that you could do about it. The reason I'm telling you to write three things down is because sometimes you might try something and it might not work. But you know that you've got two other options. And if those things don't work, you keep trying other things and keep trying until you get there. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, you are your own limitation. Like I was saying earlier, like, it's so easy to blame being black, being a woman, being young, whatever your skin color, it's so easy to blame those outward things. Even your age is so easy to be like, do you know what? I'm only 18. Do you know what? I'm actually 30 now. I can't do this thing. First of all, God doesn't limit us. So why are you limiting yourself? All these things that I've just mentioned, your age, your skin color, these things can be barriers. These things can be things that try and hold us back. And I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be light about it because I know that these things can be weights and can make the thing that you want to achieve take even longer. But that doesn't mean that you won't achieve it. That might just mean there needs to be a different route. That might just mean you need a different level of strength and endurance to to carry that weight. But you can do it. Don't let those things limit you. You are your own limitation.
Thank you so much for listening in. Would love it if you could share this podcast with anybody that needs to hear it. If you'd like to connect with us, do find us on www.kingdomlifecoach.co.uk. If you've got any questions, do email us on info at kingdomlifecoaching.co.uk. So we'll catch you in the next episode and always remember that you are the salt. Thank you.